Here we go, guys. This is the good one. <laughs> all right, so audible laughter from all three of us. <laughs> it's just a Pavlovian response. It's, oh my god. We're clipping super hard. Pretty sure this was recorded in a garage. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No, I'm pretty sure. Hey, so sorry for the way I am. I was a big supporter of this song in 2004. Cody was 13 and loved stuff like this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, my memory of okay. this song... we're clipping so hard constantly. Okay. My memory of this song is, uh... Pepsi was doing a promotion where on the bottle caps, you buy like a 20 liter, or a 20 ounce, and uh, on the bottle caps they'd have a little code for iTunes, and you could download like a free song when you put the code in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend, like... He was buying Pepsi like a motherfucker when this came out. We were like 14. It was like, you know, 7th or 8th grade. And yeah, he used he used one of his free iTunes downloads to download this fucker. This song? Yeah. This fucker. This one. This one. Oh, man. I... We also played in a band together. Uh, Did you cover it? We didn't cover this song. Did he suggest that you try? Oh, no. <laughs> no. It was like, I was playing a lot of guitar with him in general. Like, we'd hang out. Uh, the band didn't like Metallica covers is basically what it was but okay. but yeah um, a lot of this kind of and then of you wanted to go to stuff. something hard you know like crossfade <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> Metallica's too fucking soft yeah, yeah. seriously pussy shit <laughs> <laughs> you gotta step your game up man yeah. uh, oh god uh, should I save I'll save that until after this song okay, okay. <laughs> yeah it, we've all we've all got a lot on our minds. I love that we all laughed when it came on. I and it's it's funny because I did that the first time I listened to it, like getting ready for this. Yeah, yeah. Like I turned it out. Well, it just it hits. It it gut punches you immediately. <laughs> and I love the. Oh my god. Uh, you were the antidote that gets me by. You are like like a drug that gets me. Gives me what? Gives me what? Gives me what? Hi! Oh, oh, hi! Oh, okay. Uh, they're uppers. I it's an upper. Had no clue where that was going. <laughs> Thank the Lord that it's only about three minutes and fifteen seconds. I'm really upset that we talked all over this whole thing because I was really trying to focus in on it. Oh no. Oh, fuck no. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, everybody. Welcome to One Hit Wonderful World, where we shine a weekly spotlight on a band or artist primarily known for a single track, and that's the question, should we have kept listening? We'll get to that in a sec. My name is Cody Nelson, alongside my close friend and co-host, Kyle Kimblin. Hi, Kyle. Episode 10. This is episode 10. Yeah, man. This is. It's hard to believe we've been doing this, what, 10 weeks? 10 weeks now. And it's only gotten better, I think, right? Send us your thoughts and concerns, uh, One Hit Wonderful World. I realized uh, I lost a lot. I lost a lot of goodwill from the listeners when the emails that were sent in were not referenced on the show. Again, I cannot apologize anymore for that. So please, uh, the one person who was sending them in, I hope you accept and decide to start emailing me again because I won't make the same mistake twice. This episode is all about those jackasses who sing cold. 
Crossfade. <laughs> We're going to talk about their career at large. We're going to talk about their hit released in 2004 on their self-titled debut album. And as always, we're going to talk about their follow-up, the album they made after the debut, 2006 Falling, 2006 is Falling Away. This, uh, you know, I have written here, this discussion usually ends up pretty album heavy, but I don't want to lie to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's get to a more pressing matter. Kyle and I are not alone in the room today. We're joined uh, by a third person, my good friend and co-worker and... A uh, number of things, jack of all trades. Jay Kistler is here. Hello, Jay. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you so much. And I'm so being sorry on. I subjected you to crossfade. No, uh, it's it's. We've been through a lot. Man. We've been this through a lot. 10. This episode is you know, 10. Crazy Town gave us some thick skin. Oh no. You know, having them at episode yeah, two butterfly. really. Oh yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of patience for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. We've seen it done before, uh, and your connection to them. Yeah, is, I, uh, is so worth it. But before we yeah. get into that, Kyle, what do you think about Cold by CrossFit? Um, I think it's radio rock bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just like to a T, that's what it. That's what it is. Yep. I mentioned that thirteen-year-old me would have been all over this because the first CD I ever bought was uh, with my own money was Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. Oh Ooh, man, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, and for the second one was probably Meteora by Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> I just I was kind of on the LP train for a little bit there. Yeah, you're. Uh, I thought it was so cool for listening to Linkin Park. I told you the new metal. Oh my god, mm-hmm. because it. I don't. I wish that I could go back and, like, look at the brain of myself at that age <laughs> and understand what I saw. Just study from afar. Yeah, if you have X-ray. Just, just like, watch me listening to the radio. I don't... I don't get it. Because, yeah, so I like Linkin Park a lot, bought their CD, and then, like, trickle-down bullshit. I landed on these guys and trapped... Yeah, another, mm-hmm. another big one. And you were probably aware of Beastie Boys, Rage Against the Machine, and mm-hmm. like other. Oh yeah, like, I knew who Radiohead were. Yeah, right. Yeah, wasn't it? No, no. No. Uh. Uh-uh. I I told myself, you know, you're gonna get to them someday. Just like, <laughs> don't put the car before the horse. Yeah. Check but out first, this, put this CrossFit song back on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Jay. Thoughts on this song when it came out? Thoughts on the song now? Ugh. When this song came out, it was a big deal. From where I where I came from, right? Because they're from where you are from, which yeah. is where I'm from, Columbia, South Carolina, where these guys are probably where were from. I, you know, it's pretty bold to say that they left. <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably they're probably still in Columbia working at a uh, Andy's Deli. Shout out or to Papa all our, Jazz. All, all our listeners in Columbia. Email us at one at wonderfulworld at gmail dot com if yeah, Jay's yeah, references yeah. made sense. Let's just uh, let's just say that. Every uh, where I'm from, we just cling on to relevances. But we don't have any pro teams. We don't have any really claims to fame. I mean, in Minnesota, we have Prince, Bob Dylan, Dillinger Four, for that matter. But let's just say that we had a baseball team called the Bombers, right? But then they changed their name recently. You want to guess what it was? Uh, oh man, the uh, the Columbia. I'll save you some time. It's the Barnstormers. Blo- the it's a good one. They went with Blowfish. What? The Blowfish? As in Hootie and the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't even have enough faith in themselves to be the Columbia Hooties. No, 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 no. <laughs> it can't be the Hooties. That's too front of stage. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So we we hold on to these things. So they're hometown heroes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's Hootie and the Blowfish and Crossfade. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish are from Columbia. Yeah, dude. Those are your two. I'm so sorry. I, uh, you know, me too. Oh, man. Okay. 
So the hype has died for Hootie. Crossfades picked up the torch. (laughs) (laughs) Cold drops. Uh And then what? And then what? Well, uh, I'm proud of them. You know, sure. As you would be for like a family member if they got their poem published in the <laughs> New York Times. But like, uh, the song just wouldn't go away after right. that. It was just like every three minutes it'd be on. Yeah, it, it's still to this day is the Blowfish uh, team song. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm positive it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. Uh, so I know last week, Jesus Christ, this show is full of loopholes and contradictions. Last week we talked about. The definition of a one-hit wonder being uh, they had a song reach the top 40 of the Billboard Hot 100 and never again. Yeah. Right. CrossFit never even got that. No. They got number 81. Yeah, 81. Number three on the U.S. mainstream rock tracks. Number two on the U.S. modern rock tracks. So I guess if they don't have a top 41, but they only have the one top 100 one, still counts. Hey, it's a, it's a sexuality is a spectrum. We're figuring it out as we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh... Releases downloadable content for Rock Band 3. Um, okay. So, do you know much about them before they became Crossfade? Dude, uh, before they became Crossfade, they were uh, known to me as Sugar Daddy Superstar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being at one of those uh, outdoor festivals. Oh, God, you're going to love this lineup. It was like... <laughs> it was Eve 6... It was Hoobastank. Sure. Um, Our Lady Peace also played. They were like the art band default. <laughs> you, you know it's not good when Our Lady Peace is the, the art band. band. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, the end... Well, Jimmy Eat World played. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's acceptable, right? I've paid money to see both Eve 6 and Jimmy Eat World in concert. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Ashamed, ashamed to admit that. But, I, like, I like Eve 6 a lot. Yeah, but then also default played. It's a, do you remember Default? Wasting My Time, I believe, was yeah, their song. That's a, that's a different show. Very yes. ironic. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was at one, that festival, and uh, a demo tape fell into my hands, literally fell into my hands, and it was Sugar Daddy Superstar. It was like a mix that someone had made, and that's that was my introduction to the band. I put it in when I got back home. It skipped to shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got the gist of what they were about. And actually, the with a name like Super Daddy, with Sugar Daddy Superstar, how do you not? How do you not? How do you not skip? And actually, that song that I heard it became the first song off of the album that Cold is on. The self-titled mistaken. debut. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so they drop Crossfade, the self-titled, in two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're told like yeah post grunge which is what Nickelback is deemed on a lot of Wikipedia pages I disagree very heavily post grunge is this like butt rock that's what it is when you like modern rock charting tracks right now are these like butt rock quote unquote post grunge bands oh yeah I believe that is the research I am doing and that's what I found out yeah so uh, back in the day back in two thousand four when Cold came out like. All these bands had fucking DJs, man. Incubus, Linkin oh, Park, man. like all these bands oh, had DJs. Yeah. POD. Crossfade had a DJ who also did vocals, Tony Byrodes. He leaves the band and 12 years later really negatively affects a podcast because, you know, he was maybe the one interesting thing about the group because, my God, this fucking album is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really bad. It's really bad. And you know what? Track one, washing the world away. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hit it. 
Um, I'm gonna say that the first like four bars of this song probably the most interesting. In yeah, well, it starts out it's Natalie and Bruglia all over again. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. It starts out with the five four. It starts out with something interesting, and then mm-hmm. immediately just becomes a forgotten dump in a toilet. I I kind of like um, I kind of like the bass tone on that. That kind of like. Make, reminds me of Beaky Bass or P.O.D. like no uh, other. Oh yeah, it's crunchy sort of, but still jazzy. Well, that like yeah, that twangy kind of. First line on the record: When will this all be over? Took the words right out of my fucking mouth, Crossfade guy. Yes, Crossfade guy is Ed Sloan. Ed Sloan. Yeah, Ed Sloan. the creative juggernaut behind <laughs> the power trio that is Crossfade, still an active band. Um, what I'm gonna give to Ed Sloan, if I may, here, is that there are actually some lead lines on here that are that are kind of cool. I'm 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 not completely unimpressed with this guitar. Mm. Okay. What about the lyrics? Oh my God. That is. I mean. I am happy you brought that up because that brings me to a new segment. Uh, I don't know what to call it. Have you guys ever heard of the Flesh Kincaid grade level? Explain that. Uh, so essentially, you take a piece of literature, just a grouping of words of any kind that you like, you throw it into this, uh, it counts the words, and essentially determines uh, what grade level will understand this source uh. material. <laughs> so essentially, if something gets an eight, an eighth grader could understand what is what they're what they're reading. So what I'm wondering is, what do you guys think the Flesh Kincaid grade level is for the total lyrics? of the entire album Falling Away by Crossfade because I took them and I put them into this word counter and I've got a lot of stats. Okay. Uh, Your guess, Jay. My youngest brother uh, was five when this came out, so I'm going to say five. Okay, so... So that would be like pre-kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Kyle? I'm going to... I'm going to really reach for the stars and I'm going to say fifth grade. Five. Uh, You're... So... That's where we get into the different statistics, because you're both right. So, uh. <laughs> if you read these lyrics to a second grader, they would understand it. But, it's, he's writing at a fifth grade level. Okay. So, these are the, yeah. It's exactly. a really wise fifth grader. Yeah. Ta- ta- and mentoring the second graders. Of all the lyrics on this uh, record, of all the words comprising the lyrics, 1,151 of the, of the words, 47%. Are three characters long. Oh God! Half of the words used on this record are three letters long. <laughs> wow! The longest word on this album is the word everything. Oh! Ooh. Is there th- maybe a complex word every now and then, like uh, earn? Well, twelve percent of the words are considered difficult, which I believe is more than two syllables. Oh, okay. So he says rendezvous once, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1,800 words with one syllable are used. 114 words with three syllables or more are used. Uh, you know, Kyle, you bring up some talk about the lead lines, and I have trouble finding them. I have trouble finding positivity in something that is so boring. It's not <laughs> even that... It's poorly made. Like, clearly they're all competent Mm -hmm. musicians. Sure. But, like, when I envision bad, hard rock music, this checks every single box. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right up there with Puddle of Mud, 
right up there with Buck Cherry. Yes. Ooh, remember those bands? Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. As much as we try to forget. Mm-mm, and, and can't. You, and you know, Kyle, do you have a specific song that you want to hear right now? Because I'm just going to keep going down the line. Um, I mean, I think we could honestly get a lot out of going right on down the line, but to speak to my point, I think you should play track 10, uh, Drown You Out. Coming up right now. I think, I like, I don't know. I'm not saying it's the best guitar playing in the world or the most interesting, but I think in comparison to the rest of what the fuck's going on, there's some fun. It's kind of cool. In there, yeah. 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 That was a little... Yeah. Harkening back to the Metallica side of things when I was 14, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's things like this. It's things like the the little 5-4 bit at the beginning of the opener. There's a there's a weird vocal melody in track three where he kind of uses interesting phrasing. Yeah. But moments where I'm even remotely surprised or interested are few and far between. Yeah, yeah. This is through the verse, that's just one note, isn't it? Them just like <laughs> yeah, right. Swimming. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it just, you you look at Cold, and I see how it got where it did, I see how it had a little potential, but it's not, I mean, it's not good, so to take a step down from that is just, I wasn't, ex- I mean, I wasn't excited to listen to this, so maybe. <laughs> um, I think you should play next, <clears throat> um, Invincible, which was the single off this album, and... Track four, Invincible, was the single. Uh, I mean, I'm, I think there might have been more than one single, but I know for sure. Yeah, right. they released like three. Just in I'm sure, just still in heavy rotation in South Carolina, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah, yeah, charting. Yeah. It's still charting. It's South Carolina's dark side. It sells like a thousand copies every week. All right, this is track four, Invincible. So what's notable about this song, and there's acoustic guitar there, I just wanted to point out. Not the first instance of acoustic guitar. Already gone. Mm-hmm. All of these songs, by the way, have to be the names of songs by other bands that make music like this. Oh, for sure. Someday, definitely a Nickelback song. Um, yeah. But anyway, this song has um, an extra producer. It's the only song that has an extra production credit by Steve Lillywhite. Oh, uh, oh, wait, Lilly. was it? Steve Lillywhite? Steve Lillywhite, I believe... Oh, my God. You know Where his work at length with either Jimmy Eat World or the Ava Brothers? Ooh, that kind of sounds... It's... Good bands. There's a band that I know has worked, like, almost exclusively with Steve Lillywhite, and I think it might be Jimmy Eat World. Mm. I'm gonna look it up. But anyways, Kyle, what were you saying? Uh, I... I, of course, listened to the album in sequence, and this was the song at which point I was like, hmm, I can see why this would be put out as a single, and it's the first one that I thought was, like, exceptionally bad, also. And so I just thought it was interesting that they had a second, they had, they had a, an extra opinion come in to put this bullshit in there. <laughs> so they got sound, It's a bad song. It sounds bad, like sonically. It's easily, like, even more formulaic than the rest of the songs on this album. Right. It's like when they do, they did reshoots on Suicide Squad. It's this, basically, that's the equivalent. <laughs> Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, this is, uh, this is already really bad. Yeah. Let's bring in somebody else to see if we can salvage it. Whoops, worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what is the line in the chorus? I'm stopping it because, god damn it. Uh, I thought I was invincible, but then I met you. Towards the top of the, uh, cleverness scale on this album, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
Steve Lillywhite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Oh, right. So, you know, I was, I said Jimmy World and uh, the Ava Brothers. It's actually you two. You two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how Jimmy World and... You know, uh, combine the two. Yeah, Jimmy World yeah. plus the Ava Brothers equals you two. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. You know what it was? It was probably those drum sounds. He's just like, Steve Lillywhite's so nice with those drum sounds. You know what? I'm looking at Steve Lillywhite's uh, selected works here. I don't see crossfade track 11 on uh, Falling Away. <laughs> Did he oh, so delete it sure? off his own Wikipedia page? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. suppose Wikipedia can be edited by anybody. Could have been uh, like Steve Lillywhite. It could have been an independent choice. The guys were like, man, we, get, we really got someone with this Invincible song, but we got to crack it open. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Lillywhite. The yeah. foundation's clearly there. It just needs a little TLC, and then we're going to be in the next echelon of whatever this kind of music is called. Okay, so I'm going to take you back to me listening to this album the first time. We get through track one. It had the 5-4 part. The rest of it's trash, but it had that one little part. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay. Maybe this isn't going to be the worst thing in the world. I even wrote down, I want to hate everything about this band, but they wrote that intro riff. Wasn't horrible. Wasn't horrible. Uh, and then track two shows up. Other ballad. Uh, the first ballad, yeah. which and this last, is the epitome of what I mean when I say that this album is not interesting or surprising oh, or fun. Like this, this is just anybody. I'm sure you won't notice that I'm even oh, yeah. This is, I don't know if you remember Finger Eleven. Oh, yeah. They I had remember a, one thing about them. Yeah, this is that thing. <laughs> they had a very, they had a huge song. 2003, 2004. Next, Crossfade Threads. I mean, all these bands try to put out like a ballad. Yeah, I even think Rise Against did one like this. Well, totally. Yeah. It's like that, yeah, the acoustic in 6-8 or whatever it is. I know Yellow Card did that early, early on in their career. Oh, yeah. a song like this. It's just because it's in 6-8, so it sounds different, mm-hmm. and that's good enough. <laughs> that's all the uniqueness we need. It's not in 4-4. Four, four. What are you saying? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, they're just mixing those soft, mellow, acoustic guitar tones, and then they just bring it in with this heavy... I mean, like, it's the ba- classic bait and switch, man. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, I'm, I'm really having trouble keeping up with these. I'm loving it. <laughs> it. You actually love Crossfire. <laughs> you have that CD. Kyle has a pretty bad. You uh, pay full price for that. You don't work at cheapo. Don't don't go in my room right now and look at my crossfade. <laughs> you have a pretty regretful crossfade uh, tattoo. Um, yeah, it's got a sweet cross. I got the crossfade logo. And it's actually on my left buttock. <laughs> Didn't hurt as much as I thought it was. Going to All right, that's enough of already gone. Um, we brought up Crazy Town at the top. I brought up Crazy Town at the top because I don't know about you, Kyle. I definitely drew a lot of comparisons to Crazy Town. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing about Crazy Town, and when we explored in the second episode, is the butterfly thing had, you know, kind of a the spacey guitar, and it was like sort of a hip-hoppy, dancey vibe. Mm-hmm. They just totally took a left turn, and they made a new metal album after that. Yeah. And that's why they weren't successful. They completely changed directions, and their label was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Bye. It's just like they wrote like they wrote it on like a drug addled bender and then woke mm-hmm. up and realized they put an album out. <laughs> and <laughs> that so, basically seems to be the And story. so I'm of two minds because on one hand, melodically, this album is better than the Crazy Town album. That says nothing but it's true. At the same time, the implosion of Crazy Town's emotional and mental states. Yeah. Had a lot more to, like, dig into, whereas this I find almost nothing. 
I find no entry point to Ed Sloan's like like lyricism. I don't know why he's writing these things he's he's doing. He has a lot of like vague uh, insinuations towards like self harm, but they don't go that far. It just seems like a big fucking pity party. Yeah, 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 totally. Whereas Crazy Town was like, these men are mentally unwell. <laughs> <laughs> but they're choosing to make rap metal, so I mean, I don't have their phone number. This might work. Yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna do but listen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So on one hand, this one's this is better than the Crazy Town album, but it's yeah. also not because it's way more boring. Yeah, no, there's no sense of urgency at all. To no, this. no, like zero. At least with you know, like Crazy Town or like any other band, Puddle of Mud. Even there's like a little bit of just that edge to it, and yes. with like this. It's just he's slogging through. He's going through a divorce. It sounds like his. He's got. He's your dad, <clears throat> divorcing your stepmother. That's basically how I feel like this. Sure. Okay. This album is. This it, would definitely capture that vibe. I would say it's 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 so. And again, oh, uh, yes, well tread, I guess. Totally. It you has know. a lot of a lot of moments lyrically where he says something with the confidence of like, yeah, I went there. But it's very, very timid. And that, you know, that's crazy town by numbers, man. They, they, they fucking started that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're going to play a song, I well, would... That's how this goes. I would play... <laughs> if you have to play a song, I guess I would say that you should play Falling Away, the self-titled... Or the... Uh, title track? The, the title, title track. track. Track five, coming in at uh, four minutes long. Ooh. Ooh. This album? Short. Maybe short one to listen to. Yeah, this one tracks. sounds like... 34 minutes or Oh, no, these guys are making the music they need to It's just, it's so jarring. Do they need to be making it? No, but, like, if they're gonna saddle up with their guitars and whatnot, drumsticks. It's yeah, just it's, a... I mean, you know, they're not out of place. They're at home here. I personally find it very interesting that we're listening to this when we are, as in terms of the show, because we're coming off of Macy Gray, potentially the most musically interesting album we've done yet. I would say, I mean, it's definitely up there. I, I liked it. It was complex and, and intellectually stimulating. Yeah, it had an instrument called the flexitone. All the roots are there. And then we come to this. We have Steve Lillywhite. Really <laughs> yeah, I heard he's on track 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I have the best of intentions trying to go into this objectively every time. But this time I totally did. Crazy time I totally did. It's just... I really hate music like this, and I don't understand how people can like it because it just seems so innocuous. Well, put yourself back in high school or middle school, how old yeah. were you when you, this came out? You <laughs> love this. I, I, I'm I gonna cop to it. I love this. And yeah. Fighters, well, Foo Fighters is so good, but like, uh, I. I I guess I'm a bad example because I also liked Insane Clown Posse. Stop it there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, we all make mistakes, right? But, um, no. Give, cut yourself some slack. 
Okay. I think I'm talking to myself. Yeah, I think you're talking, yeah, yeah. You're talking to a little bit of all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone needs to beat themselves up over this. Over did you? Okay, so Jay, did you? Mm-hmm. Were there any particular moments that stuck out to you in this album? You there was one lyric that kind of summed up uh, the album for me, and it. I think it's the third song. It's at the end, and he says, "I expected more from you." <laughs> you out there, crossfade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting the subtext. <laughs> this is track three, Someday. I'm going to play it because uh, you pointed out, and also it contains that interesting vocal melody, which happens in, like, the second line. So keep a, keep an eye out. It'll mm. throw you. Someday I'll talk about it. One right here. I'll mention it to you. That's all it is. But I oh, charted right. on an album full of snooze fests. Who pioneered the guitar that sounds like it's underwater sound? Kyle, I defer to you. Uh... Or is this actually like... Well, you know, since this is post-grunge, I would imagine maybe the roots are in grunge somewhere. Isn't that how music works? I mean, I guess you could maybe say there's like a, a lithium, or come as you are thing going on, but that to me sounds like... Sounds like a, a flanger rather than a chorus. Okay, well, what's the difference there sonically? Too hard to talk about? Um, it would, yeah, it uh, brings up some memories. Well, we don't want to <laughs> yeah. get into that. Kyle's parents were killed by a flanger pedal, so <laughs> it's, a t- it's a touching topic for him. Yeah. Uh, we should try to do that on every episode. Tie it to Nirvana somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, see, what I think about is like what post grunge is essentially is just a bunch of dudes like wholeheartedly trying to sound like a Oh no, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Stopping it here. It died with Creed, but then it somehow kept going with Crossfade. After that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the whole. It's like, can you, you know that? I mean, yeah, it's still going. For so, that, sort of. So you view that as taking Kurt Cobain's vocal style to the natural extreme. I mean, the butt rock, basically, vocal because style. like I think Kurt Cobain just like you know is his voice like good? Was he a good singer? I don't think you could call him like technically skilled certainly not sophisticated sure but then these guys are like I'm going to sing like this the best that anyone has ever sung like this and then they do or they try you know like Mm. this so you view you view Chad Kroger as somebody who has taken the Kurt Cobain style just gone too far with it Mm mm-hmm I mean, because I, I have never even viewed it that way. But now I'm wondering if maybe you're onto something. I mean, I would say so. Like, what separates Chad Kroger from Ed Sloan, from Puddle of Mud guy, from Default guy, from whatever? Like, all those dudes sound the same. They sound I know. exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And it's, is it just because, like, I, is it just because they beat? Kurt Cobain's corpse to death. Well, it was already dead. He just kept hitting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They kept beating the dead horse. And I yeah. guess that makes sense. That this is the rock music that gets played on the radio, because it's so fucking homogenized and samey, and like it's still around. Theory. I mean, Theory of a Dead Man. Were you gonna talk about how First Avenue collapsed on Theory of a Dead Man when they were here? Did they really? Yeah. No. It was like, that show wasn't. Yeah. It, it was during Theory that. of a Dead Man. Oh my god. Post grunge died for me that day. <laughs> oh man. Jay's been holding on for the day a long that, time. The day the post grunge died. <laughs> oh my god. Kyle. I mean, most of this album is just completely, like you said, homogenous and samey. Like, nothing stands out. Every song to me could be 
pretty much every song can be completely interchangeable with any other song. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no interesting... There are very few interesting leads, interesting melodies, interesting lyrics, interesting rhythms, interesting anything. Yeah, I would. I could say, I, I can probably count on one hand moments on this album where I was... Uh, or I didn't expect that that was going to happen, you mm-hmm. know? And they all happen in like the first 10 minutes of the album, and then the rest is just... So very know. safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I was talking to Kyle about this before we started recording, before you showed up, Jay, about how this maybe wouldn't go the typical way that the rest of them, like the episodes of the show have gone, because uh, it's just, I knew it was going to be kind of universally panned by the three of us. Yeah. And I'm more interested in, like, do you have any other stories or, like, personal connections or anecdotes about these guys? Because that is definitely the reason why... I was eager to do these guys. Uh, well, other than the fact that I think the Ed Sloan uh, used to b- babysit someone I knew. I mean, other than that, probably not. No. Man, stars are just like so, us. Yeah, just the sugar daddy superstar <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. I still, that I was like reading the, the Crossfade Wikipedia page, and I saw that they started as that band. And I was really hoping that you would bring up one of their previous monikers. So that really tickled me that you did that. Um, I don't know, man. You know, the next... So here's what we usually go to. We talk about the record. Wait, Kyle. I have a new segment to present of my own. And it's called Who's Got the Goatee? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Ed Sloan, lead vocalist and guitarist? Okay. Is it Mitch James, bass guitarist? Or is it James Branham, the uh, drummer? Ugh. I'm going to let Jay go first. All right, I'm going to... Jay, who's got the goatee? Dude, the leader has a goatee, Ed Sloan. Cody, do you have a guess? Yeah, I guess all three of them. (laughs) You're close! Is it two of them? (laughs) Well, no, it's not. Ed Sloan is the one that has the goatee. Jay, you've done an excellent job. Good, thank you. Um, Mitch James has a goatee with a chin strap. Okay. Which isn't a goatee, right? But it is. And then, um, or I'm, yeah, that's Mitch James. And then James Branham, the drummer, has got um, probably the toughest soul patch I think I've seen so for just, a while. Whoa. So that's Ed Sloan right there. And he's, I mean, that's full chin mm-hmm. action goatee. That's a dis, one of the more disgusting goatees. Oh, I've yeah, seen. yeah. And, you know, and that snarl. Look at him. That's, oh, he's edgy. Oh, yeah. He's edgy, but I'm looking at these guys. Top left dude kind of looks like. Uh, James Hetfield plus the dude that played Hellboy. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, yeah. yeah, yeah. But overall, you were so right. Overall, not what I thought these guys were going to look like, especially the dude on the right here with the bleached blonde hair. Yeah. I was. Limp Biscuit? Yeah, exactly. Or like even more pop punky than that. Like this could be Goldfinger as far as I'm concerned. They definitely don't look like. Early Stone Temple Pilots, later Collective Soul. Right, yeah, exactly. Let's just map the hair there. He is the drummer. You know, the thing that, that throws me the most, though, is that they're a trio. That is one thing that I've come to expect in these kinds of bands is that always four people. Um, Mm. That's true. And what I will point out is that Ed Sloan, he plays, as he's credited here, all guitars. So there's a rhythm guitar, and then he's overdubbed the lead guitar. They brought on a touring guitarist. His name is Les... Uh, yes, it is. His Les name is... Hall? Was that his name? <laughs> yeah, it's Les Hall. Les Hall. Les I'd Hall. love to see what kind of facial hair he's got. Um, but until we can figure that out, um, mm-hmm. Les Hall toured with these guys, and then he was like, hey, wait a minute, guys. 
I love this band. I love you. I want to join as an official member, but I want to be part of the songwriting process. And Ed was like, you know what? I'll share a little bit of the limelight with you, Les, and you can join the band and be a songwriter as well. Uh, didn't release an album after this for... Five years. Five years. 2011, they released their third and as of yet final record. Uh, Let's Les, hope not. Les Hall, by the way. No facial hair. <laughs> no facial hair at all. Clean shaven. Bit of a Scott Weiland look. Weiland look? Weiland. Weiland. Later Scott Weiland. Re- yeah, red Early hair. Scott Weiland looks like the drummer here. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. He does. It, yep. You know, god damn, the more we talk about these bands, the more it's just like... It's just one big pool of aggro white dudes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you could just grab any of them. Like, they're the precogs in Minority Report. They're just, like, yeah, sitting yeah. in a pool of glop. And we can just <laughs> reach in and grab four of them and create your own I post I have so band. much to add to what you just said. The band, um, you know, each individual on the credits here of the album, I thank a bunch of people. The band would also like to thank <clears throat> names include Alter Bridge, Seven Dust, Breaking Benjamin, Shine Down. Mm. Papa Roach, Chevelle, Seether. Um, then let's see. Uh, there's a bunch of names here. A I thousand could foot s- crutch, stained. Ooh, crutch the K. Um, yeah. I could probably sing a song by all of those bands. Oh, yeah. All of those. I've seen most of them live. <laughs> so this, so this used to, to be your bread and butter. This used to be because it was thing, it yeah. was mine. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll let you in on a little secret. Okay. Kyle was definitely ahead of curve musically oh okay yeah. so when so, we were listening to this he yeah. was like well modest mouse yeah he was like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. jerking off in his own mouth in the pavement yeah yeah, yeah totally Brock, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly he'll never sell out right yeah <laughs> listeners you're really getting an accurate picture <laughs> of Kyle here um that's so funny that you mentioned that because yeah, did you guys talk about me behind my back before this episode because like Modest Mouse was like the, Jay and I um, almost exclusively text about you mm-hmm. oh, it's all Kyle yeah. Oh, Don't shit. even get around to like, so uh, how you doing? It's like, no, no, no. Let's see <laughs> what's, what's your roommate doing? What's your roommate doing? Uh, and I, to think, I thought I just met you today. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about how this album is reviewed? Let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Because as far as I'm concerned, like, what it would... uh, wasn't at all. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Not even like uh, guitarplayer.com or anything uh, like that. There is one, uh, what the community on Sputnik Music has called disjointed review. It was uh, given two out of five stars, <laughs> ranked poor. Uh, the only official critic review I can find uh, is a two and a half stars rating on all music, but I cannot access it because I have an ad blocker turned on and on principle I won't turn it off. Oh. So, you know what? Uh, if I'm missing Not a hot, for crossfade, If I'm missing a hot Chris Gow-esque take on all, uh, all music because I won't turn my ad blocker off, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Save it for your Gary Glitter episode. <laughs> oh, ooh. There will be some bigger fish to fry when that one comes along. Oh, God. That one, I don't know if we can touch what happens next to Gary Glitter. That. Uh, yeah, he's an untouchable guy. Yeah. Because he was too busy doing all the touching. Uh, guest uh, spot on on this on this album, track ten, drown you out. The first one you chose. I thought it said Serge Tankian, but it didn't. It said Sahaj Tikotin of the band Ra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, heard of them? No. Yep. You have. Oh yeah. I've yeah. Heard of them. Uh, uh, the exact Martin. same shit. That's it. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a band. Let's move on. That's a band. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, 
gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, this record was put out on Columbia, and Columbia dropped them after this uh, due to poor sales. Which is, uh, tr- which is um, justified, but it's worth pointing out. Have you, Kyle, I'm assuming you know the stat. Jay, do you have a shot in the dark at how many albums this has sold? I'm going to say this came out in 2004. Six. Six, okay. In, ten, in a decade. How many, how many <sighs> oh, shit. units has it pushed? Oh, man. This is probably all in Columbia alone. Uh, 50,000 copies. Kyle, do you know? I, th- I thought it was 200,000. 200,000. 200,000. Oh. That, however, they oh. make a point to specify this in the Wikipedia article. According to Mitch James, the band's bass player, the album is sold 200,000 copies. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe the comma got put in the wrong spot, you know, things slip by people. Uh, <laughs> But apparently, I mean, I would call yeah, it's a reliable two hundred thousand copies a relative success. I mean, I fucking haven't sold two hundred thousand copies, and I think I write better music than the guys who crossface. <laughs> so who am I to judge? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know, man. That is, only takes a thousand. It only takes a thousand. Only you takes don't a need. Thousand, yeah. You don't need two hundred thousand. You just need a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. So despite all of the chatter about how monotonous and homogenized and boring and whatever, you know, adjectives we use to describe this record, Jay, do you think you could pick a favorite song? And if you could, could you name it? <laughs> ah! It's that Finger 11 ripoff. I uh, guess that's the number two. Track two already yeah, track gone? Two, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'd ask you what your least favorite was, but I'm going to just assume the other ten. <laughs> the other ten. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Lily White. <laughs> <laughs> we love your work with the with the whatever band with it is. That, uh, yes. uh, Kyle, do you have a favorite song? Uh, uh, no, I okay. don't. Least favorite, all of them. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, there's just a t- there's so many tracks tied for last. You Track like ten. Yeah, uh, track ten. Please, so the Paul Mute one. You no, tra- like, yeah, track ten was the one where you yeah. said it, it went from bad to exceptionally bad. Um, no, Invincible was the track where I was like, "This is bad," and then Invincible was like, "Oh my god, this is really bad." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Invincible. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the lead on uh, track ten. Yeah, drown you out. If sure. I had to pick a favorite song, I'd say that one. If I had to pick a least favorite song, there's just too many to name. There's too many to name. Uh, I'm gonna chime in and say that my favorite song. And let's just get one more clip in here because we've been a little bit light on audio this time. Uh, you're welcome, copyright lawyers, and you're, I'm sorry and to listeners. all our listeners. Uh, yeah. yeah, but also you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. This is track eight, Breathing Slowly, uh, Tolerable. I wrote, again, not unique or interesting in really any way. Hey, I'm not trying to say it is, buddy. <laughs> uh, it just... Oh. Ooh. And like, you know, actually, I have notes. I don't know what I'm doing. Just like spitballing all this. Uh, This guy's vocals. He seems like he's got nodules or something. He seems like he's straining constantly. Or uh, so that's that's what I'm wondering. Is maybe his vocals are bad and uh, like vocally he's not doing okay. Like he needs to get it looked at. Or he's trying to do like that. I don't think this is going to resonate with you, Kyle, but I think 
you're gonna get what I'm saying here. Like that kind of emo hardcore scene kid turned R&B star. Like you know how Johnny Craig from Dance Gavin Dance did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he went from this, well he was a total piece of shit for a number of reasons, but he went from this like screamo band to like, he made a solo super R&B influenced EP that was horrible. <laughs> I, the, I hate the song so much. Did I just say that was my favorite? <laughs> uh, I you said you were playing it just to have audio. Yeah, it was a little bit that. I don't... I'm done saying that three-word phrase. Um, <laughs> is that kind of what, like, the Panic of the Disco guy did? He had, like... Isn't, like, the new Panic record, like, pretty much just him? It. Uh, he is the only member. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying... I'm desperately trying to grasp on to the, what you're talking about. The, the head Automatica guy was in a real band before that, too. Y- yeah, like, Glass... Yeah. Like, yeah, Glass yeah. Jaw to head Automatica is more what I'm thinking. Yeah. Totally. Because, uh, I don't know, it just seems... While, like, the... the, the uh, the gravel in his voice. Mm-hmm. It's not always there, but it, it's its notable at times. I just, I guess I'm not sure if he's trying to sound soulful or if he just, like, sounds like that. Because he, cold, I don't hear it. That's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. No, he he still had the edge. He still had the fire in his eye. Just like. With cold. Just like yeah. Steve Lily, Lily White and Bono did. Yeah. Had the edge. Oh, God. Whatever happened to those two? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... What's the cold uh, replicant? Yeah, okay, that's another thing we do, Jay. Do you think there was a song on this record that tried to replicate the success of cold? Now, if it was, they totally lost it. I guess the number 10, I guess. The one I like with the cool lead? Yeah, the, with the cool lead. Like, because Coolish. Th- with that, Cold-ish, they just really want. had a hook. With yeah. that. If it had anything, it's that hook, and it's still in my head. Right. Right now, after listening to it and even laughing at it. Like, it's sure. still... Uh, there's just nothing like it on. They just didn't even try it. Feel. May like. I propose something to the two of you though? So, cold is the hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe there's a chance that like the rest of the first album sounds exactly like cold. But they just said they just put that one on the radio and they're like, this is the one you like now. You know, <laughs> like if you were to take track eight or whatever and put it on the radio and like that's the only one you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit though, and say that like cold is is all right. It's catchy enough. It sticks in your head, like you just said. Yeah. You know? None of these songs. But you think that's from uh, a higher level of quality in the songwriting, and not from just a higher level of saturation of the actual song? Mm. Um. Gosh, you really you really put me in a bind here. Um, because I don't even know where I'm not trying to rake you over the coals because I don't know where I stand with it. I just. No, I mean, I think, like, I think, yeah, I think it is a, a, to a certain higher standard. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Maybe this is that, uh, that was the DJ. You know, oh. it's a lot of what comes up with these one-hit wonders is that it's just sort of this perfect storm, this perfect confluence of, of yeah. things. Yeah. From, anno- from otherwise annoying people. Yeah, yeah. So. You need your DJ lethal. <laughs> <laughs> is that his DJ name? <laughs> Who, no, who's the crossbow? That's Limp Bizkit's okay. DJ. Okay. <laughs> See, I never, yeah, I never, I didn't really have that period. No? 
No, no, I liked I liked Metallica and my friend liked Crossfade. You, know? you don't still like Metallica? I have Kill 'Em All in my car now. Kill 'Em All is not a fucking amazing album. The, the first four records, yeah, yeah. I love them. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first four Metallica records are yeah. relatively untouchable. Uh, are there any? I don't feel like I had an original thought on this record, but neither did Ed Sloan. So why am I expected to make people entertained? That was epiphany. No, this feels like a contract filler. I'm going to give them just the biggest benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were on a deadline. Maybe they had to put out something. Like they could. I need this album on my desk by five. By five. (laughs) (laughs) Sloan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. They were so, like, big, and people were hyped over them in South Carolina. I mean, like, yeah. they would sell out shows, and, I mean, they were a big ticket yeah. when this happened. I think huh. they still are a big ticket, honestly. I'm sure they can ride the wave of being from Columbia for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. Oh, yeah. There is one song on here that is different from all the others, but I'd like to save it for the very end and have the people decide mm-hmm. how they feel. Oh, don't tell me there was, like, a hidden track at the end. Where there they... was not a hidden track, although there were two um, exclusive tracks. There was a Walmart exclusive track, and then there was uh, one more exclusive track from some other um, some other vendor or whatever. Did they cover the Violent Femmes? What they were is they just acoustic demos of the uh, songs. So they did, okay. <laughs> so they did. Yeah, it was a it was a three piece like a three movement sonata. Yeah. <laughs> and a Eleven, 11 minutes long. I would love to hear that from these guys. Uh, so Jay, do you have any final thoughts? Things that have not been said yet. Things that you have been wanting to say, but oh just God, you know just, we kept cutting you off. I just I keep apologizing for my state. Like there's Crossfade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Confederate flag that shooting recently uh, uh you would rank just, crossfade above both of crossfades above all okay. of that yeah yeah <laughs> nonsense. the biggest misstep in state history is birthing yeah, yeah. ed sloan crossfade i mean after that it's like don't even secede we'll let you go <laughs> <laughs> crossfade with south carolina's out man okay <laughs> who knew her out that was us just slamming our hand on the self-destruct button. This <laughs> crossfade. Kyle, what about you? Do you have anything that you wanted to, to get off your chest? Um, I mean, we haven't asked the two questions, although I, I'm sure I know what the answers are. As far as my individual thoughts, fuck, man. What does the next album after this sound like, you know? Yeah. After a five-year hi- hiatus, they've been dropped from Columbia... Do they do anything different? I'm somewhat curious to know. Am I curious enough to yeah. put it on? And then they make their In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Right? <laughs> that has to be their next That album. was the problem, is they yeah, waited yeah. until album three to do it. Yeah, um, that was it. Unconventional. Mm-hmm. I see you, Crossfade. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, they're still an active band. Ed yep. Sloan recently went on uh, on Facebook to dissuade uh, worry amongst his supporters. They thought the band was breaking up. <laughs> no, they're not. Just really taking their time, you know. You gotta get these songs right. Uh, Crossface Twitter account 90% retweets of people mentioning the fact that cold exists <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much yeah just YouTube clips of of cold I uh, okay you're right we didn't get to the two questions I purposefully avoided them because I figured what's the point Jay yeah would you listen to this album again no would you recommend it to somebody else no Kyle would you listen to this album again no would you recommend it to somebody else no Cody would you listen to this album again no would you recommend it to anybody else no alright (laughs) alright
<laughs> there you have it. There you have it. This has been the roast of Crossfade. <laughs> uh, Love you, Sloan. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for coming out and doing this. Yeah, and uh, bringing well, us through this wonderful history of South Carolina and everything that the South has to offer. Oh, God. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, anything coming up? Oh, you do, okay. right? What's that? You totally do. Yeah, I totally do. We have a big election show coming up. We do. Jay uh, and I work on Minnesota tonight, along with uh, previous guest Carrie O'Halloran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Lizzie Gardner. Huge, huge election show at Brave New Workshop. Come mm-hmm. see that. Also, I'm doing uh, a horror show if you're in uh, Minneapolis. Come see uh, Senseless at the Twin Cities Horror Fest. When is that? That'll be October 27th through November 6th. And it's the same company that made your friend show, correct? Yeah. Which Kyle and I both saw, mm-hmm. and we can both speak oh, to Oh, yeah, it. that's right. You were an inch, dude. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah there's going to be some more blood. So if you want some yeah. crazy, yeah. grisly horror theater, mm-hmm. uh, Senseless at the Twin Cities Horror Fest is the way to go. Yeah. Thank you for being here, man. Thank I really appreciate so it. It was a pleasure talking about these guys with you. Oh, boy. And we'll have to have you back on sometime. Yeah. With maybe a, something a little more sincere. Yeah, like Gary Glitter? Yeah, like Gary Glitter okay. or, uh, or Wumba. Or Chumbo. Yeah. Oh, but they're a good band. They're, yeah. like, awesome. Save it for the Actually, next podcast. Okay, I'll save it. Kyle, what are we doing next week? Um, oh, fuck. Did I decide? Jesus Christ. We're doing uh, I Wish. The guy who's... Uh, the guy who rapped I Wish, Skilo. Yeah, so Skilo is the topic of next week's uh, One Hit Wonderful World. This has been One Hit Wonderful World. Uh, Kyle Kimblin, Jay Kistler, I'm Cody Nelson. Thank you all for listening. Uh, rate us on iTunes, review us all the things that every podcast tells you to do. Uh, send us an email, onehitwonderfulworld at gmail.com. I'll answer anything. I'll read anything you say now, I promise. Even if it makes me contradict opinions that I've had on things in the past, I'll do it just to get emails, okay? I'm desperate. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week with Skilo, the guy that sings I Wish. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Have a good one. Oh, the ending song. We're not going to play that last time. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so it's not quite the ending yet. All right. So which one are we closing with, Kyle? <clears throat> I think you should play Never Coming Home. And the reason I think you should play this is not only because it's the album closer, but also because it's got a fucking piano on it. Eat that. Mm. The first time that the fifth instrument has been seen on, on the album. <laughs> the uh, okay, so this is track 11, Never Coming Home, off of Crossfade's 2006 smash hit, uh, Falling Away. Once again, we were one, uh, one Hit Wonderful World. Episode 10, still stumbling through the outros. Can't wait to continue doing that for all of you at home. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right, I'm not listening to that. <laughs> I'm planning my release Tonight I'll speak the words I never thought I'd ever have to say to you Hope it stings you so deeply For a moment you might see me And I'll leave you there all alone One more thing that you should know I'm not ever coming home Something beautiful hidden deep in my bones. 